0: Hey, it's Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach, and thank you for coming back for another episode of Macro Social Work Your Way. Be sure to connect with me on social media. I'm on Instagram at the underscore MSW coach, Facebook at the MSW coach, and on LinkedIn as Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach. This is going to be a great episode. Hey, it's Marthia, the MSW coach, and I am back again with another episode of my podcast, Macro Social Work Your Way. And I am so excited because I have an alum of Micro to Macro. And if you don't know what Micro to Macro is, it is my six-week career accelerator program for social workers. It is designed to teach social workers how to search apply and interview for macro social work jobs in three months or less. So if you are a social worker who is interested in doing macro level change making work, I encourage you to click the link in my show notes and learn more about the program. But let's get to my wonderful guest. Today, I have Cynthia Gonzalez. And I just want to say that Cynthia was a part of cohort two, I believe it was, because I'm now on cohort seven of micro to macro, but she was one of the first social workers to come through the six-week program. And she is now out in the world doing wonderful things. So, hey, Cynthia, how are you doing today?
1: Hi, Mortia, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. So great to see you again. Yes,
0: it's always a pleasure whenever we link up. I love talking with Cynthia and catching up with the wonderful work that she's doing in the world. So let's, because we want to, I want to give time for Cynthia to talk about the work that she does as an international macro social worker. But first, let's talk about um, what Cynthia was experiencing in her macro social work or social work career before entering micro to macro and I want to give like a little special note that not every social worker that enters the career accelerator comes in for the same purpose like I have some social workers who come in because they need help on being able to identify what macro social work jobs are, even need to learn what macro work is. They want to learn how to write their macro resume or compete for those jobs against the sea of other master degree holders that are interested in change making work. But Cynthia came into the program with a very specific need and it was all around her desire to learn the strategies and techniques to effectively plan out her career as a macro social worker. So let's, I'm gonna stop there because Cynthia is gonna talk more about what her goal was coming into the program. But Cynthia, can you talk a little bit about why you decided to contact me for macro social work career planning assistance?
1: Yes, uh, of course, and um, I I can say like um, as you you were mentioning, I think every person comes from a different journey. In my in my case, I I've always been interested in macro social work. Um, I started that's how I started my career. Were my first few jobs just working uh, with different nonprofits, seeing the needs, and then seeing how I my how i could um have a change and an impact in in those programs so i always had this lens of the macro macro work but um during the um the pandemic and as you know many people were going to transitions i knew that um it was time for me to uh start planning my the next phase in my career and um, I didn't find many resources out there for macro social workers. I We can talk a little bit about it later, but I, I know that macro social workers are just so different in what they do and their journeys are very different. And I knew I needed some help planning my own career. I just needed some support. Um, and when I found Martia's program, it was like, oh, this sounds like would be it because she offers very specific um help with tools that you that you can create and then that can help you with that strategic planning. So for me it was that need of helping uh, push my career and advance a little bit in my career um planning.
0: So you brought up a very good point about there being different planning needs for macro social workers. And so that made me think about, and I know this is something that you and I talked about before we hit record on the podcast episode about in clinical social work, it's a very clear pathway. Like you need to get supervision to get a license and then you enter into practices and you like, it's a very clear drawn out what we call in workforce development career pathway Um opportunity or on ramp for those social workers that's interested in that work. But when it comes to macro focus work, it's not as clear, like it's very vague. Um, people will say like, you can do macro change work, but then really only tell you what I'm learning from other social workers is that they only tell them like, grant writing is macro work or mm-hmm. leadership positions in atypical social service settings are macro work, right? They don't, give you a full list of what those opportunities are or clear illustration. And so I want to say that a lot of that reason, um, a lot of the reason for that vagueness that exists around macro careers is because our profession doesn't have a whole lot of information. And I know Cynthia knows this, but this is more for the people listening. It's, not anything that you are doing wrong in your effort to learn more about the career opportunities It's the fact that our profession as a whole does not have a lot of information on the topic because macro social work career opportunities for social workers are not clearly identifiable. Um, and just like touching based on a little bit of like reading of the literature that I've done, a lot of that is because typically social work professors learn about macro career opportunities from being able to identify other macro macro social workers who self identify as macro. But what they quickly learn is that many social workers that are in the macro space don't self identify as macro social workers for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And so it makes it harder to identify those career pathways. So that's a great point that Cynthia brought up about it, not being easily identifiable. Um, so how did you learn about my career coaching program, micro to macro, Cynthia? And what were your thoughts? What what thoughts or information helped you decide to sign up for the program?
1: I, I think I um i found you and your program through social media um i was again in my process of finding resources for myself to to do more of my career planning and i i was googling uh, i was going through the web different places and one of them was um social media and i think i that's how i came across your program and again I I was I remember that I even emailed you before I started because I um I I I knew that the program said micro to macro and I was like maybe I don't fit I I don't know if it will be a good program but everything else that you had on there like the resume um and all these other job um job search um tips and all that the career planning again was a specific one that caught my attention all of the other ones I was like I think I think that could be helpful for me so um all of that that was on your on your ad was um what made me decide to 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 contact you first and then we had our one-on-one to see if um if it was gonna be a good fit and what I was looking for and then from there yeah, it was in fact a, a match. I again, I think I come from a different path. I'm not coming directly from micro social micro social work, but everything that you shared, all the information was still as useful for me. I think as others in the in our cohort.
0: Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Was your program your MSW program specifically macro focused?
1: No, my program, uh, my program is, um, is more general. I don't know, what, in the end, there's the opportunity for people who want to do clinical to do it clinical, um, and we do have, um, if I can give a shout out to my great my my alma mater, um, University of Texas at El Paso, they have a, a a specialty on the macro so the masters of social work program for by bi, um national um studies because we are here on the border so my program although it didn't have a macro focus it had that lens because of our international community so we did touch a lot on the macro work and the macro scale of of the the
0: work here because of our community I know this isn't planned, Cynthia, so don't get me after. Um, But can you talk about, like, what made you apply for that program specifically? And the question I always ask is, like, what did you envision for your career when you hit apply on your MSW degree application to get into that program? Mm
1: -hmm. Where can I start? Well, I I come from this... um, very special place in the border of um with the US-Mexico border, uh El Paso, Texas, border city with Ciudad Juarez. And we are a binational community that sees um and experiences different social issues, structural issues, um, because of the just the nature of where we are. And myself growing up as um minority low income um from a low-income family, I experienced myself um those challenges. So all I knew is that what I wanted to help fix them. And I think in my career, first my 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 bachelor's degree and then um being out there in the world and, and exploring more what was possible, social work was the answer for me. I think in different places, that was what I what I, I could see I could make a change um social and I've at to this point four years later I don't regret it because it is truly that degree that opens so many doors you can do pretty much anything you can you can move and and explore different areas of work um different populations if you want to so social work kind of was that, yeah, for me that answer to everything that I was looking for. And then it gave. In, I knew uh, doing my research uh, when I applied for my program, that it was going to give me the tools that I was gonna need later in the future.
0: So that personal connection that you so beautifully illustrated is quite common for many social workers as to like their initial why for wanting to get an MSW degree. But what I'm quickly realizing is that social workers, once in the field, post-MSW, once they've graduated, lose sight of what that original why was, because they are stuck in entry-level case management, social service jobs, where they're not given autonomy to really work to address those systemic issues. Um, And so I named that because that is one of the primary questions that I ask everyone that comes into the accelerator at the very beginning. What did you envision for your career when you first hit apply on that MSW degree? And for many of them, it's the first time since they've graduated and been in the job market that they've ever really taken, had time to sit down and think about, like think about, like I wanted to do this in the world. I wanted to fix this in the world. Um, and a lot of it is because they lose sight of it because they're in positions that don't allow them the ability to do that type of work. So, yeah. no,
1: I I want to expand on that because you that's a perfect point and thank you again for your program and what you provide to all of your program participants. I think that's a great point because I know, I think all of us have that when we start choosing and then it it helps us that, you know, those interests, those things that we like to do, but it's so easy once you get into your first job and all in the problems, you know, our personal lives, we need to make ends meet we need to you know we focus so much on the day-to-day that we lose track of that and all of a sudden we're not following our career we're doing a job and I think that's what happens to many of us and you know it's it's um it's nothing to feel ashamed or you know it's I think so common because life is, is 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 real for us uh, so we need to pay out, pay bills, We need to do this and then you're like, okay, I'm here because of job security maybe or because this is comfortable. And w- we have to check back on that. you know, what was it that first got us into this place into this career? What what was it that you wanted to achieve that maybe you're not achieving or you're you're stuck? Um, because you forgot about it. And one thing, again, that I want to thank you for is that I I personally really like about your program is that you made us really emphasize on writing our mission statements, like mission statement, mission statement. That's (laughs) one of the things that I always keep in mind. um, And that has been so helpful, because you write it down, right? You help us, show us how to do that. And More than writing it down, I think it's stuck in our head and our hearts, and it doesn't matter what job you're doing, but if you have your mission statement written down and you know it by heart, you know what your mission is, you can do that wherever you go. So then you're not linked to an organization or to that specific job, and you lose that fear, I will say you lose that fear and say, this is who I am, and this is my purpose, and I can do this in many different places with many different, in many or different organizations, and yeah, that I want to, because that was something really, really helpful for me, and I think it will be very helpful for
0: others. Yes. And I'm laughing because I love it when you all, (laughs) I don't know the word, um, repeat what I say over and over and over, but, you know, do it in in the style that I do it. Because someone said that last night, one of my cohort seven participants in their one-on-one resume writing intensive sessions, the first job lead she has, she was like, I already know what you're gonna say. And I was like, what am I gonna say? That this doesn't match my three my um mission statement. I was like, that's good. So you're getting you're you're getting what I'm giving is and that is that social workers, you have the you have control over your career, right? Um a lot because a lot of times once we're in the field, and like Cynthia said, it's you know of course we have bills and we have all of the other things right and so your your focus then shifts to i need to survive but mm-hmm. even in the survival you still can do intentional what I call strategic career planning to make certain that you're not just taking any old job is what I like to say. And I get on a whole soapbox about like, not just applying for the first job that floats by on the screen and making certain that it really aligns with your values, your mission and and what you want to achieve in your social work career. So thank you for bringing that point out. Um, Cynthia. So let's talk about, um, what did, what was your journey inside of micro to macro? So once you signed up, you were enrolled and the first session began and we began to go through the weekly, um, six week live coaching calls. What did that journey look like for you?
1: Yeah. So I think, um, It started where I I thought, like, as you know, I was sharing, I was trying to do my own strategic planning, researching, and I think everything started to make sense as you start explaining the different components. Even something as simple as having a good resume, I think I knew about it. I knew, like, the basics of how a good resume should look like but you presented it in a different way. And I think I learned a lot of those tips and, and tricks about how to make it really stand out and how to capture things that I was not. And I probably, you know, if I would go just online and try to look at all those resume workshops, I would not get what you share with us because yours was very focused on, again, our social work career and how do you take those skills. So- um, that was the, like one example. I I knew most of the things like I knew right having a mission statement was important. I heard of it before, but I never heard like the implications of how you use it. Um, so I think my the first phase of my journey with you was just trying to make understand of all the the use of these things and how important they were. And then later, I'm gonna be really honest. What I think, um, I love the most about your program was that, that community, um, that again, maybe because I, I always wanted to be a micro social worker and I always felt lonely and I maybe, you know, many other social workers feel this way, um, being in the room with others who had the same thoughts and ideas as me and who were also on the same journey, um, Helped me so much. Um, to again just that sense of community, and then uh, all of it uh th- during the whole period was that, um I remember going because we had them on Saturdays. So I remember uh going on Sat like on Saturday and being so excited because I had a feeling of, I knew like my self esteem and my confidence was gonna be boost. Like I, you were always so energetic, um, and made us believe that we could achieve just so much, and so I guess that's the part about coaching and mentorship where you need somebody else to say it. Sometimes you maybe you think about it, but when somebody says, "It looks like you are," you know, "Look what all of you have achieved," and um, that was the part I think that also was so helpful throughout that career journey, I think one of the things that I appreciated the most because um, just again, being maybe lo- feeling lonely and feeling like, okay, I don't even know what I'm doing here, but you reinforcing things and, and bringing up those topics was always so helpful. So I remember leaving every session just so happy and just so confident. Um, I, it was, it made my day, my Saturdays <laughs> for that period.
0: I love it. I love it. So I really want to tease apart the three different um, points that you just made, because there's a lot of power in what you just shared. And I feel as though it can really help people who may be on the fence about joining micro to macro. Um, The first is that the program in and of itself is talking is designed specifically for a certain type of social worker and that's macro social workers and what really sets my program out apart from other career coaching programs is that it's a program for macro social workers designed by an actual macro social worker and workforce development career counselor. Like It's birthed out of my own career experiences, but it's also pulled from my many years of coaching and providing career counseling to career seekers, hundreds, um, to help them really get into aligned positions. So thank you for making that point, because that is something that I think I need to talk more about um mm-hmm. also the community piece is huge right we see a lot of community around clinical social workers but for those who are not interested on you know the clinical side of our profession we're oftentimes left on the outskirts of event, mm-hmm. professional development type things all of the things and so um Yes, community is huge because what I realized in my own macro social work, like journey into my first position was that I'm by myself. I don't have anybody to talk to. And this is coming from a place of working in settings with other social workers as a case manager to now I'm the only social worker on staff. And so I really wanted to create an intentional space for macro social workers and those who have aspirations of macro work. Also, just like a little,, um, a little just like preview, I'm currently working on something that I'm going to release next year where I'm going to increase my capacity to provide more support to macro social workers who have made the transition into macro work already, because I know that community is very important once you begin doing the work in order to like keep that momentum going. So stay tuned if you're already in a macro social work role um, because I'm gonna offer something soon to provide community and support for you in your career journey. And when you talked about my energy, that's how I'm gonna like sum it up. Yeah, my energy is high because I've tapped into my passion and my mission-focused work. So I'm going to come high with energy every time because I know that social workers are macro-focused social workers are the answers to the issues that plague the world. And I'm on a mission to help more get into these roles of change. So let's talk about, okay, so you talked about your journey, why you chose the program, um let's get real for a moment were there any like challenges while you were inside of the accelerator were there any parts of the program where you got stuck Mm -hmm.
1: um of the program well I think um you again it it was very uh easy like every session connected and we went back um maybe the part was where I was getting stuck was um identifying things that I did and I just like in my previous jobs that I didn't see the potential and then once we went over and we did the 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 resume review a couple of times I was still like not missing certain things and I I know that maybe that's part of just um being more focused and 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 see, okay, these are things that will be helpful for me in the future. So I think that was one that was a challenge. The mission statement, although I now I see how valuable it is, it was very difficult at the beginning because it's is you going really deep into your you know, meaning and purpose of life and kind of connect all the way back. Why do you do what you do? Why do you like what you like? And in in many, many different people like myself, I'm a I'm a believer. Like why what do I think this is my call, calling? So I think it was one if it's a challenge because it it, it uh, challenged you to um go deep and then think and process is going very um you know rooted into into who you are so I think that was like why it was a challenge it took me time but I know it was every every session it was like mission statement mission statement again so uh after a while um I think um uh, that's now it's something that is the most has been the most useful that I took out of your program. But it was challenging because of how you know it you have to go deep.
0: Yeah. And so, um, I'm laughing. I was laughing on mute because, you know, I'll laugh the whole time, but, um, I heard that from another cohort participant and this was after she like landed her job where she's now doing large scale macro work around health, health insurance equity and access. Um, but she was like, I have to admit, Marcia, when you have us doing those mission statements, I'm like, why does she have us doing it? I don't understand. And These are her literal like, words. And she was like, it wasn't until I was in the interview and they asked me questions that I was just pulling from my mission statement that you had us create, that I understand why you had us doing it. Because I would repeatedly say like this mission statement is to like one, what Cynthia is saying, keep you focused on the jobs you really want, which is important because social workers are just trained to focus on job titles in their job search and then they end up in these jobs that they're not satisfied in. And then two, your mission statement will serve as your lighthouse. It will keep you focused. And then you can actually pull out pieces of your mission statements in your interviews to ace them. And so I was laughing when Cynthia said that because I'm mm-hmm. gonna ask you about your mission statement every time I talk to you because I want mm-hmm. you to stay focused on the goal. So that was thank you for sharing that, Cynthia. Mm-hmm. Um did you experience like any breakthroughs in the program or have any moments where like things turned around as far as your um career planning goal your desire to want to learn how to macro career plan um I think um
1: it was all throughout every session that I learned something that I didn't learn that I didn't know before and that it helped me see, like expand my vision and see more like what was available. So I don't think there's something specific uh, in particular. I think it was every session. There were little things that I, that I didn't know that um, at the end, like it was a lot. I know that it was a lot more, that again, I couldn't have found anywhere else on the <clears throat> on the web or or somewhere else. So yeah, I um many different things.
0: Yeah, so that's helpful because um again, there are many people um out on the interwebs that talk about like what all you can do as a macro social worker, but then they don't give you any tangible strategies or techniques which was part of the reason like I created the MSW coach because people were just talking in a lot of general. I'm like, I need you to, What we have to tell them how to do it. We can't say that it can be done and then don't give examples and tools and strategies to do that. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about, because my listeners love to hear about the work that social worker, macro social workers are doing um, out in the world. So can you talk a little bit about what you do specifically as an international macro social worker um and and like how your career planning the tools and strategies that you learned inside of the accelerator has helped you after you completed the program mhm
1: yeah um again the um with in macro social work the titles and all of that it's very um it's very tricky I'll say you have to look and you have to know what you want to do what you your interests, and then f- identify that those opportunities so what I do is I work for an international uh, faith-based organization that has many uh humanitarian and development projects in different parts of the world they've been around for a long time and they're their focus is um they do this work because of their faith. um but they're doing amazing work all over helping very vulnerable populations in different countries. and um uh, in in the u s mexico border, they're doing a lot of work also with the um uh, migrant population that is um and the they're uh, helping them with humanitarian assistance and many other different things. So what uh, my work is, is to expand that um, their capacity in those areas. Uh, I'm in charge of their policy and advocacy work. So I work with uh, coalitions and advocacy groups in DC and internationally um, to bring up these voices of the communities that they're helping. Uh, in my two areas of focus right now with this organization are migration and uh, environmental justice issues and climate change and all of that, uh, very important work that it's it's now happening. So I get to work with again groups from DC, uh, doing more of domestic work and then looking at these issues internationally. I do work with people from all over. From through my you know my uh Zoom calls, I have contact with people from the UK from Philippines, from Fiji, from all over. And we we tackle these programs um, from our own perspective. So I'm really happy to bring my boys here from our border community uh, into these big spaces. So that's more or less what I do. Yeah,
0: so. My career coaching clients, they love to like, they don't, they don't go over the top about their wonderful work like I want them to. So I remember when Cynthia, because Cynthia is outstanding at what she does, right? So I remember, and I just remember this when you were talking I remembered in your one-on-one resume intensive session and I was asking you these questions about where you were working currently and um, like the organization and I was really trying to pull out those big big macro experiences that you had in your position and then you like casually told me like, yeah, my organization does international like humanitarian work and I'm like, tell me more about that. What does that look like? And then you were naming these special projects that you were part of around these international issues and the teams that you, the calls you would be on. And I was like, Cynthia, Mm -hmm. that is what we need to be focusing on for your career planning. And so Cynthia has really like taken the tips and the strategies and the conversations that I've had with with her in the group and one-on-one and really has hit the ground running. Um, Not shortly after Cynthia, like, exited the program, she went to Geneva and did work at the United Nations and has been, like, traveling around the world. Cynthia, can you talk a little bit about um, your experience at the United Nations? Because I know you captured um, that on your Instagram page where you, like, give, Career motivation for macro international macro social workers. But can you talk a little bit about what you were doing in Geneva? Yeah, today?
1: my organization um, is participating in again some work advocacy work at the international level. So that time I went with um, another co-worker of mine and we were joining coalition members uh, in Geneva for the very first time since the pandemic, it was the very first meeting, um, and we were doing advocacy work on um, biodiversity loss. Uh, and how vulnerable populations and their voices need to be at the table. So I was there with a group of folks over there um, advocating for changes in a strategic plan that they're developing to address, uh, hopefully all those um, the the consequences of adversity loss. So, yeah, that it was a really cool experience because after the pandemic, two years in lockdown, me myself and just the screen and the computer all of a sudden i was on a plane uh and then uh in geneva on the ground with people from all over uh with people uh, speaking different languages you know there was this big hall and then people wearing their cost their costume traditional clothes and it was so unreal because um just to be there in that room with them and be feel part of this big world um it was just a great experience since then i i still participating uh, again other working groups um that are looking at the international advocacy um work uh and yeah i i get to be in contact with a lot of folks from the UN agencies, including UNHCR, um, UN uh, I forgot the name, development programming. Um and it's it's been very interesting because specifically here in my community, for example, with the work with migrants, in order to tackle those issues, you have to work at all levels. You work with local, state, federal, in this case, federal, federal governments from two countries and international agencies um so i through that experience i i get to see how all of that is important and you have to as a social worker you'll be able to work and understand um problems at that scale so yeah it was a really cool experience and hopefully uh, i get to go um to another pre um present um in, in person meeting but for now i've been joining other
0: uh, working groups and that work out from um zoom i love it i love it i'm on a, we need more social workers in every setting every um industry because our skills experience and knowledge are value adds and can really move the needle closer towards progress and um I also remember, and I also wanted to touch on the fact that I always try to stress the um, stress the point to social workers that when you're making the pivot to macro social work, you don't have to be married to what you did in your micro positions, in your case management, direct practice positions. Because if I remember correctly, Cynthia, before this current job, you worked in city government or like local government around um grant management but in that work and correct me if i'm wrong because i'm probably not on point but um in that work, cynthia saw a lot of like larger implications of the need for her to be in bigger spaces and so at first when she came into the program it was also a shift from like saying okay i don't have to continue on what I did in city government direct practice roles I can make the shift to this larger body of work and you've done it so well and I'm so excited for you
1: (laughs) thank you yeah I think um what happens there is that again going back to your mission statement and your strategic planning you have to figure out where um where in what space you want to work in and and what what you want to achieve because when you have that in mind you know exactly what you want to get out of each job and it can be it can be for others it might seem very different but for you once you have your plan you understand where are the areas that that are like yeah get your heart on fire and that you want to get because you know that will prepare you for either another job or like just your overall um, goal, uh, you know, in the future. So my previous job, I was working, it was my first job after my master's um, degree and I was doing program management, contract management on social services programs. Uh, it was um, more uh, administrative work, but I like it because it was macro. I ha- It gave me access to understanding programs. I got to work with many nonprofit or community organizations from my community. And I was working with the uh, local government. So I was working with uh, you know, seeing that lens of government and how policies have an impact. So what I learned there um, and being in those spaces, being invited to meetings, like I got myself invited into this, this more macro social work uh, job is that helped me uh, now do what I do now, because what I do now is I work with these coalitions that do advocacy in government. And then from here, I'm also taking other tools that will hopefully help me in the future. So just wanted to emphasize that, how when you have your um your mission statement team and clear, your career goals in mind, is not about the job and what you do, like it was not about program management. It was more of what that job gave me the exposure to do and to learn. The same with this job right now, like, Maybe for other people, they would look at it as differently, but um, thanks to Martia also at that, that helped me at open my eyes a little more, I get to see these opportunities that I'm learning and interacting with different officials at all scales. I'm understanding programs globally. Um, So yeah, it's all about, I think, having that in mind and it's less about the job title and the job description. Yes,
0: yes, yes. So, like if you're a social worker and you're like, well, I don't know what I want to do or what my career goals are or what options are available out there for me under the macro social work umbrella, then micro to macro most definitely is designed for you. We have several weeks that is dedicated to career exploration. And that's me teaching you about what opportunities exist out there in larger. be it on the national level or the global level, and then teaching you methods to go out there and learn more, right? And use those techniques and strategies to really design a career that blends what you love. So blending what you love, this is a perfect segue because I know before I hit record on this podcast episode, Cynthia was telling me about a colleague of hers um, that, that does exactly what I'm always talking about, about blending your passions with your social work degree. Uh, Cynthia, do you want to share with the listeners a little bit more about that person and what they do?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we were talking a little, again, about how difficult sometimes is to find like that specific job title or that, but it's, again, if you find what you'd like it will you be in you identify those spaces you will find that job that is right for you uh i work with uh, actually it's like a couple persons that i seen that their their um their career are paths are the way the same similar but uh I I work with a person she has a macro social work degree I mean a master's social work degree MSW and she is uh, doing communications for this advocacy uh group and she's doing amazing work Uh, she handles their press release their media and all of that um works with newspapers articles and all of that and uh she has a MSW. So for me, when I first met her, I you know I was like, oh, you know, she is like a ma- like me, and she's doing this macro work, but with another lens, with things that she's passionate about. She's really she's an outgoing person, and she likes to be, um, you know, uh, doing this PR work. So yeah, it's a, just an example of how once you're out there, you can see all the possibilities
0: yeah so um most definitely people because the information in msw programs and many social workers in msw programs is not as comprehensive as it should be but you know in all fairness right our professors are there to teach us about theory and practice and not to really like teach us how to design our careers but um because it's not there a lot a lot of social workers leave their programs only having a very limited like idea of what they can do and it generally is like around grant management or working in traditional social service settings um, or whatever you think macro work entails but you really can blend anything that you love to do so if you love writing there's opportunities to be to do like social justice writing, or if you like event planning, there's opportunities for you to support macro organizations around that, because that is a huge component of a lot of those organizations. So I'm gonna stop there with the examples, right? Because I'm all about social workers really designing their careers based on their own interests and not just based off of like the ideas and titles that they hear. So. Great. Thank you for sharing that, Cynthia. Um, do you have any last words of advice for the listeners um, who, you know, may be on the fence about joining micro to macro or maybe struggling in their confidence to do macro work, which is like stalling them out from joining the accelerator? Anything that you want to share with them?
1: Yeah, I think. Uh, what I also seen with some of my colleagues is that the biggest struggle maybe is the lack of confidence, um, maybe thinking that um, you can only do case management or um, that you don't belong in those other places. And I would just want to um, let them know that, encourage them to to um maximize their their skills to maximize their talents and to know that there is a space out there for you doing macro social work um that you are actually needed we need more of us we need more macro social workers who help us change and tackle these social issues uh from uh, the, at the macro level at the policy level or um you know we need more of you and you have everything uh, you need you just have to be, con- you know be a- make be aware of that and martia's program helps you do that helps you see what you can't see um and just be be more confident so i yeah i just want to emphasize that i also want to maybe highlight from my background people maybe who might identify um who coming who are hispanics or who coming from other minority groups uh that that's something that I personally struggle with sometimes because of our uh history and um our ancestors and all that and how uh, structural structurally we have been in difficult situations we don't feel like we belong um but that's not the case. Where again, we're actually needed, we need to be in those spaces when we bring the voices of our communities because they need to know uh, decision makers and all in, all these spaces, they need to know what we know and where because those are our stories. And, we, and there's nobody else who uh, has that expertise, but ourselves. And you as social worker has just so much power so I just want to encourage you to explore more of these. Don't get stuck. You are so valuable. You are so talented. Um, Social work has so many skills that are needed right now in this world at this very time. So yeah, join the program and explore and see what
0: else you can do. I love it, I love it. I'm not even gonna like add anything to that because you said it so well. Um. Mm-hmm yeah so thank you Cynthia for your time today I know you are a a busy human being but I know you're super passionate about macro social work and getting more social workers into those spaces so thank you for taking time this beautiful Saturday morning to join me um can you share with the listeners where they can possibly find you follow your work um
1: yeah, uh again, thank you for inviting me. And yes, I am very passionate also because I don't want to be as lonely. We need more social workers, macro social workers out there. Um, uh, you can find me in li- my page LinkedIn, uh Cynthia Gonzalez. Um, and then you can find me on Instagram. Uh maybe Marcia can put you the link right there, but it's Cynthia C Y N D T H I A um, uh, slash G 21. And they, um, you can contact me there. You can message me and um, we can be in contact if you have any questions, any advice that I might be able to help you with. I am available.
0: I love it. I love it. So if you are a social worker who is wanting to scale your impact. Um, If you're wanting to be in larger spaces to affect change for the populations and issues that you're most passionate about, then I personally invite you to join my Career accelerator for Social Workers, Micro to Macro, um, because as Cynthia said earlier, In my own words, nothing is ever wasted. So your frontline experience is valuable in macro social workspaces. And I'm here to help you connect the dots on that. And your experiences are needed. The experience you have working with the people that are experiencing the problems and issues is needed. Yes, it would be great if organizations would center the voices of those experiencing the problem first. But as we know, that doesn't always happen. So who better than a social worker that works daily with those people that are experiencing the problem than to be in the spaces to make change for them? So This is another episode of Macro Social Work Your Way. I am Marthea Pitts, known on the internet streets as the MSW coach. If you are interested in joining the Accelerator, click the link in the show notes. I encourage you to attend my next live workshop, um, how to land a macro social work job to learn more about the Accelerator and um, macro work. So have a wonderful day. Happy macro career planning. Bye.